Hey everyone, and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, pastor at Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington, and today we are in Revelation chapter 20. Now, this chapter, it's uh, this is this is like the very end. This is everything starting to, to really be wrapped up completely. And this this chapter is a chapter that has Satan bound in in prison for a thousand years. It has his subsequent release after a thousand years, where he comes and he deceives the nations once again, and uh, mankind rises up against Christ in the, the final battle, and in this final battle of Armageddon, uh, Jesus proves victorious. He rules and reigns. He conquers Satan, and, and again, Satan ends up in the lake of fire. And then, then we have what I think is one of the most compelling moments that will it's in history yet to happen in one of the most compelling moments that we we will ever witness let me uh let me just jump right in let me ask you to look at this text revelation chapter 20 starting in verse 11 uh, satan's been conquered the the antichrist and the false prophet have been conquered those who have rebelled against god and against his christ have been conquered now we have what's called the great white throne. John writes, he says, then I, saw a, then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. From his presence, earth and sky fled away and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne and books were opened. These are all the dead, right? This is great and small. Great men and women of, of, of the past and, and those who we would consider insignificant. It says, books were opened. Then another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done. Oh, look at this. Verse 13. And the sea gave up the dead who were in it. And death and Hades gave up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one of them, according to what they had been done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Now you can see where I, where I come off uh, saying this is one of the most compelling moments in history yet past. In this moment, you have everyone who's ever lived standing, gathered before the great white throne. Everyone is ultimately resurrected. And this is the, the resurrection of the dead. And, and in that moment, everyone will be judged. And everyone in all of humanity will be judged in one of two ways. The first way is according to what they have done. Uh, just imagine this library that exists that is, that is chocked full of books. And these books, they detail our lives. You realize there's a likely a multi-volume set sitting on a shelf in heaven that details everything you have ever done. And many will be judged according to what they've done. This is a 
This is a terrible proposition because to be judged according to what you have done means that, that for you to be judged according to your deeds, it means that all of your deeds must be perfect to remain in the presence of God. And if you have one deed that is imperfect, one act of rebellion, one lustful thought, one moment of anger, that disqualifies you from heaven. That that places you as one who deserves the wrath and the judgment of God, and you will be judged according to what you have done. This is the first way that you might be judged. But notice this, this book over here set aside from all the rest. You have volume upon volume of everything written, uh, of everything you've ever done written. And then there's another book. And that book, that book is the book of life. Look look back at the text with me. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. This is the reality of humanity. We will be judged by one of two things, either our own deeds or whether or not our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. This this leads us to ask this question, how do we get our name written in the book of life? Well, we, we know it's not by how good you can be. We know that there's no ability that you and I have to to remedy our sinful situation ourselves. Instead, the only way we can have our name written in this book of life is is by trusting the author of life, by trusting that Jesus is the perfect, sinless sacrifice. He is the only one who, who stands without guilt and shame, and yet he died in our place. And in his death, he satisfied the wrath of God. He appeased God's righteous anger. He made atonement and he redeemed us. He cleanses us of our sin. And, and then he writes our name in the book of life. This is such a sobering moment. And this moment is one of those moments where, where we have to just pause for, 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 for some time and just say, brother or sister in Christ, uh, whoever is listening to this, are you in Christ? Have you in fact trusted in Jesus' death and resurrection? Are you still hoping to be good enough? Are you still hoping that your good outweighs your bad? That somehow there's this this cosmic scale and that, that you will be approved of because you've changed your life? No, the only way to be saved is by trusting in Christ, his perfect life, his sacrificial death, his victorious resurrection. He is, as we've seen in Revelation, he is King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the lamb that was slain. This is our ancient way for our modern day. This is the most important. Do you trust the gospel? Do you trust the Savior? Have you placed your faith in Jesus in his death and resurrection? This is our ancient way for our modern day.